You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Triple Whale. I'm your host, Val Geisler. All right, students, we're back in class for e-commerce marketing school. And I hope you brought your empathy, your big heart, your love for humans and the people you work with and the customers you serve and all of that, because that is what we're talking about today with the best person to talk about it. Fractional CX leader, Jess Servion. Hi, Jess. Thanks, Val. <laughs> Um, I'm so excited that you are here as our guest professor for the day. Casey Holiday talked to us last week about, or two weeks ago, about um, kind of flipping the org chart and thinking about for, as a leader, you, you know, typically org charts like leader on top, and then it kind of all trickles down. And those frontline CX people who interact with your customers every day are like the bottom right of a traditional org chart. And Casey talked about like, think about what would happen in your team if you flip that over. And the CEO is like on the bottom, holding everybody up. And actually, like customers are on the very top, and then your CX team and like all the people who interact with them. And then it like, how do you make sure that all that information gets to you as the leader? And how do you hold the rest of the team up, which is like, you need some big shoulders to do that, I think. But um, I really want to have you, I mean, you could probably do like a th hour, hour and a half long dialogue monologue on like CX and what people need to know. But I thought during this time of year, it is especially important to think about your team, to think about what um, those people who are interacting with your customers every day need. So Jess, I want you to like dig into the minds of CX people and tell our listeners who are founders, operators, CEOs, leaders of teams, what do their CX team members want them to know, but they're just not going to say it, you know, they're going to like sit at their desk and wish they had this opportunity or wish they did this thing or, um, and especially this time of year, what are those things that they want to know? Yeah. Um, well, I think also the other thing I want to say is that you have to keep in mind is that CX teams are predominantly made up of like junior level and associate level individuals. And I'm not talking about like managers, leaders, I'm talking about like the people who are actually on the front lines, like doing the things like those individuals are predominantly juniors or associate level because it's like their entry level position or, or on the other side of it, maybe they're not junior, maybe they're not associate, but they're also natural empaths. People don't get into CX because they're like, oh, today I want to do customer service and customer support. Like they know, they get into CX because, or you at least you get into CX and you thrive in CX because you genuinely care about people. You genuinely care about relationship building. So I think like starting there is like the first thing is like, you also have to keep that in mind. Like some of these individuals that work in like CX are like there because they like wholeheartedly care about like the customer as if that is their baby, right? And this is like why I'm passionate about it. And and then on the other side of it too, like going back to the first point that I was making is that you also have to remember that the associate and junior level and what that means is like they want to just do a good job. They want to do a really good job and they want to do a good job because they want to be able to go to the next level in their career. Right. So they like, so you come from like a, I'm a hard worker, but I'm also like an empath point of view. Right. It's such a challenge that like intersection, that little Venn diagram of like where that crosses over. And I think too, I, I know plenty of founders and operators come 
into their role they're in from a place of like empathy and connection with customers and really wanting to do, you know, maybe even from like a CX position. I do think though, the majority of people come from some kind of like growth or growth, you know, main kind of marketing channel, finance maybe, and they might not flex that empathy muscle as much as a CX person does. So how do you, if like, if I had no, if I didn't think about interacting with people and how that impacts me, uh, like if I didn't just kind of water off my back, what would you want to say to me going into this very busy time of year? And I'm talking about like November through January in this case, because we're going to get into returns and that's a heavy CX time too, right? Yeah. I mean, this will resonate because we're both retention marketers at heart too, but you also have to, like, the other thing is, it's like CX team is like your retention marketers, like, but they're the people that are actually building the, like building the relationships, like in the tickets. Right. And so it's like, I think, you know, we're going back to like this question and like the other question is that not every ticket that like CX individuals are dealing with are like, where's my order or I need help with this return. Sometimes they're dealing with people who are like, I bought this for Christmas and it still hasn't arrived and I'm really mad about it. Right. Or maybe it's like a damaged product or something like, and those are all, those are all like, as much as they don't seem like an intense ticket, they are intense tickets. So like these people are like the relationship builders and they're at the core of it. Your retention marketers, maybe they're not doing a win back campaign or your abandoned card or all this other stuff, but at the core of it, they're respond. They're like, like what's happening at the other end of when all those emails go out. They're the relationship builders. They're like you have to think of them as like customer success managers. Cause they're it's not even just about experience. It's also like, are my customers successful? Because this like individual is like helping with that success and that engagement. So I think that's the biggest thing. Sorry, like that's the biggest thing that to like that I would say is like you have to think of them as like customer success managers, not just like support individuals. Like you have to think of them as like literally the engagement pathway for your retention marketing. That's like that they're the people on the other end. Yes. So right now today, immediately reframe, reframe that team in your mind. Scratch all customer support from your brain. It's all customer success. And I mean, even like go tell them that, hey, you guys help our customers be successful. And that is, you know, we're going to change the name of this team. We're not customer support anymore. You do so much more than support them. Sure, you support them. But part of support is like a big, a big part of success is support. So we're going to think about bigger picture. And um, I want to acknowledge that to this team that you are what makes customers successful. And we're going to rename all your job titles, change your titles in Slack or whatever. You know, like we're going to do that. Um, go put it on your email signature, your customer success from now on. Yeah. I mean, going back to like the naming convention, I remember seeing this like LinkedIn post and I don't know who it was, but it was like, oh, what do we call them today? Customer associate, customer service person, customer support person, customer experience advocate. And it was like somebody like kind of like dogging like the different names. But I'm like, it's so important that like you actually, because it going back to exactly what I was saying from the beginning is like these individuals, except a lot of them are predominantly in that junior and associate level and they're looking to like move into other things so it's like naming like what it is that they're actually doing correctly and like not making it feel like you're just customer support or just customer service your experience your success like you're part of like that retention marketing like you're full circle a part of the retention marketing like plans right yeah so someone really junior isn't going to necessarily come to you as the ceo and be like 
I don't want to be in this job forever. Um, you know, like they're not so but you can know that right now that this is not their forever job that they want. And maybe even just like changing that framing of the team will help position them for a job that they do want down the line. Yeah. And I mean, and, and I don't want to speak for every CX individual, right? Like some people like love it. Like I'm I love it. Like I I've like been in customer experience and like some sort of degree, some sort of fashion, like whether that's customer success, experience, support, whatever. And I actually love it and I've built a career off of it. But like every person, like even when I was a customer support agent, I would always imagine like wanting to be a leader or doing this or doing these other things and like doing things differently. And then what in turn, what I've actually have learned is not just on the customer's experience side or success side, but I've actually have learned the marketing side of it. So now like, you know, like that, that's my point. Like it's, it's not to like turn the story around on me. It's like everybody's pathway is like a different path. But I think it's, I think that like, it shouldn't be discounted that like, there's like a customer service, support, experience, success whatever you want to call it right like those individuals like are just so crucial and core to the business that it's not necessarily what tech you put in front of them it's not any of these other things it's like these people are crucial to the business because they're the relationship builders they are literally behind your marketing campaigns and they're actually going to make your customers be successful within your brand your company whatever it is yeah so what can uh what else can founders do that can support their teams when it's really busy? I mean, you know, when you asked me that originally, I like there was like this thought that came up um, actually in like one of like my my um, clients. Um, there was like something that was like said and it was like, oh, you know, because you got to remember like during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, like these individuals were, you know, maybe getting an extra help during the holidays, like whatever it is, like we're scheduling, like people are working like round the clock. Like people aren't working the traditional like Monday through Friday. They're also working on the weekends, like, you know, whatever, right? So it's like, and there was a comment that was made and it was like something like, oh, uh, marketing and operations, you got, you guys are good. You've already, you don't have to worry about the weekend. Don't worry about checking in. And I'm like, like, excuse me? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and I think that's the thing to remember. And and like, I don't think every team does it this way, but like, I think it's, it's re- like to a founder or, you know, whatever your position is and like the high, your CEO, whatever, right? I think the biggest thing to remember is that you should be available as a leader and you should be there to like support them like during that time frame, right? Like, and that can look in so many different ways. Like, I think it's just really important to be a leader that is empathetic to other individuals. And I also think it's like just offering your support and your availability because like, you don't know, like there's a lot of things that come up. Like maybe it's like a pop-up gone wrong. There was like a, um, you know, a, I don't know, a misspelling. I don't know. I'm making up some something, right? And maybe there was like a misspelling somebody's reporting it that's like so easy so small of a fix that like if a marketing team is not available during this time frame and they're only going to deal with it monday or tuesday then at that point it's like you're creating more tickets that don't need to be created you know or maybe shopify inventory was incorrect by like 50 units right and we're noticing a bug in whatever you know the 3pl tool is right like be available, be available. So like you, we can troubleshoot and we can do the things to fix it, to make it right. Because, um, and I think that's it. Lastly, lastly on this point, I also think it's really important, not even uh, like during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but I think it's like even before that, after that is making sure that like, if you're going to have this team on during this time frame, and like, maybe like not everybody can work around the clock too, and maybe you can't be available. It's, it's also like teaching these individuals how to do other things. Like I like, I build my team my teams and like I'm just an advocate for this like you know and 
anybody that I consult with, anybody that I'm coaching is like, I don't want you to just learn the one tool that takes your tickets. I want you to learn also, how do I look up a customer in my email marketing tool? How do I look up a customer's phone number in my SMS tool, right? Um, like if I, like maybe not going like changing pop-ups, right? But like, I want the team to understand how to troubleshoot it. So then you can come to the table with the right information. And I think it's really important that like, it's, it's literally teaching, teaching how to troubleshoot particular like other tech and other ways, right? Within their means. Um, it's very like, honestly, it's more of a, sorry, now you got me on a rampage. It's more of like a, it's really like a B2B product support, tech support mentality, because like, that's where I've come from is like, okay, tech support, like where it's like, if something's wrong with the website or if something's wrong with this pop-up scenario that I told you, right? Like I always used to train the teams of like, is this expected behavior or unexpected behavior? Okay. It's unexpected behavior. Here's the levels of like how you triage this. Here's how you create a ticket for the engineering team, right? So thinking in that mentality, even like on a B2C side is in thinking of like, okay, maybe it's like, maybe your tools, there's like your 3PL software or whatever, you know, your, your e-commerce software and like your marketing tools and all these other things. But there's like a low level of support that you can equip your CX team with to understand how things operate in those tools so they can then troubleshoot them on their own without your support or come to the table with the right information to help you fix it quickly, you know? Yes, yes. There's, I feel like too, during, especially during the holidays, there's a lot of like tickets that say some version of, I put my mailing address, but I actually want it to go to my sister or, you know, that kind of thing. So knowing how to go into your 3PL tool or, you know, your e-commerce tool and update email addresses, those kinds of things. It's not like putting more on them necessarily, but it's empowering them to actually be able to solve their own problems. I think some people might think, oh, well, it's, it's asking them to do more. And so then I need to, you know, I need to rethink the the role and all of those things. But I, I really think CX teams want to know how to do that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think that like, it's a job, like I can understand that, that mentality, I, I wouldn't even say the mentality. I would like that thought process of like, oh, well then I would have to rethink this. But like, I think what's really important is going back to exactly what I was saying in the beginning is that a lot of these individuals come in and because they want to like learn other things so they can like maybe, you know, level themselves up. So thinking about it, about like upskilling these individuals, like whether a manager level, whether associate level, it doesn't matter. It's just like equipping them and empowering with them with like the skills isn't going to harm your business. If anything, it's going to like create a better customer success relationship. Right. And then lastly, on that point too, is that like, I'm a strong believer as a leader, like your job as your company scales is to replace you. And I don't mean like replace you and like, okay, you were the founder replacer, or, like you were the CEO, but like there are certain things that you do in the beginning of your business where you're like, maybe you were the CEO running all the things. And you were doing the CX stuff, but then you eventually had to hire a CX person and you eventually had to hire a market unit. You know what I mean? And like your job is to level up as a leader is to level up these individuals. So then that way, like you're kind of replacing yourself so that you can then go and like build a different tower of something within the org, you know? I think that's so important for teams in general. And, you know, maybe now's not the time of year to do it, but like 
after the holidays, we can start to think about for every single role in the company, how does that person replace themselves? I remember what a lot met another lifetime ago, I worked in retail and um, I worked for Lululemon and they had this policy. I don't know if they still do, but at the time they had this policy that you had to have somebody else fully trained for your job in order to move into another role. So you couldn't become an assistant manager until you had somebody trained as the shift leader. You know, you couldn't move in, even if you were fully trained on that next role, you couldn't do it until you had somebody else like ready to go. So how do they do that? Um, I, I also wonder just like during this time of year, are there kind of just really basic human things that we can do give more breaks, uh, like say these things out loud, like maybe you think, yeah, of course, you know, take a break from your computer, all those things, schedule lunch, like, you might think those things, but do we need to actually say them? Yeah. No, I think you do need to say them. It's funny that you bring this up because I actually like wrote about this in my newsletter, like over the weekend. And it's not really necessarily like about just like mental health or like, um, it's more about like, you know, well-being, taking care of yourself, taking care of your team and like making sure that like your team is like, well, like well equipped. And I think, I think it, yes, of course, it's like a little bit of like, okay, like take more breaks and like allow that space and create that space. But I also think it's establishing going into it of creating the boundaries out loud, communicating those boundaries, communicating like what that space looks like. So they, so that your team actually feels empowered and equipped to even ask you, right? Because I think that's the problem is that like some people don't, maybe they don't feel like they're in an environment that they can ask it. Like, here's, here's an example, right? Like one of my mentees, like I was talking to him earlier today and he was like, Oh yeah, I'm sick right now, but like, I don't want to sign off. And I was like, sir, you have a team, like you can take a break. He goes, no, 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 I can't take a break. And I'm like, you can take a break. You should be taking care of yourself. And he's like, wait, you're actually really right about that. But nobody's created that space for him to feel like he was equipped to do it. So that's my point is like, those take like those tickets are going to be there. They're going to be there if you take a five minute break. It's it's not a big deal. Maybe be a little bit more lenient on the KPIs of like response times, average handle times, like all of these like metrics. But like I think at the end of the day, you have to remember it's like in, it's humans and individuals behind this, and you have to make sure that like they have those those spaces and those boundaries on like what they can and cannot do during this time period. And like sometimes people need a little bit extra space. Like they're also cel- celebrating like holidays during this time too, and can't just be working twenty four. Seven. You know what I mean? They have their own families to be with. And it's that old, uh, you know, flight attendant telling you to put your mask on before you help children around you. You ha- those frontline CX people have to take care of themselves in order to be able to take care of other people. And that's the thing we have to remember. And all of this is like, yeah, it's it's more than self care. It's like, it's crucial to the business, actually, because your customers will have a different experience with grumpy, exhausted, change their desk <laughs> CX team than they will with people who like, you know, have breaks for food and air and <laughs> water. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like I gave you that example, but I, I just think it's like maybe it's just like the breath of fresh air, right? Like a walk around the block. Like it's not a big deal. Like at the end of the day, man, we're not saving lives. Okay. Yeah, it's e-commerce. It's this yeah. is pure capitalism, guys. <laughs> like yeah, like we're just slinging things. Yeah, right. And there's nothing. It's okay if like you know, ticket about the torn T-shirt is still going to be there in 15 minutes too, right? Um, but I think it's like I definitely think it's creating space for like individuals and like knowing that they're like allowed to like take a moment for themselves. But I think the other thing is too is like on a technical level, like 
honestly, before you are promoting anything, right? Like before marketing goes out there and is like promoting anything or ops or whoever it is, right? You're making sure that all systems are a go. And that what I mean by all systems, like your tech's working and all those things working, but you also can equip your team with a pivot plan. <laughs> that is my thing. You know, if things break down, so exactly. So going back to this example of like, maybe it's like being a little bit more lenient on like average handle time or, or, you know, whatever it is, response time. And it maybe instead of saying like, okay, well, we have to do it in 60 seconds, right? It's like, oh, well, it's the holiday times. Like if it's done within like two minutes, two hours, whatever it is, right? Like that, like that's a pivot plan. That's my point. Like if all hell breaks loose, you've created a pivot plan for your team so they feel supported. Yeah, it's just saying those things out loud that you might feel like it's obvious, but not everyone does. So say it out loud, take care of your people. I just, like I said at the beginning, you could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. You, It's what you get paid to do. Um, and you have an incredible newsletter that does exactly that. Uh, can you let everybody know where to go sign up for your newsletter, where to find you so they can continue to learn how to care for people? Yeah, absolutely. So my newsletter is called Sunday Postcards Notes from an Empath Leader. Um, you can find that at jessservion.com. I'm sure Val will put my name. Yes, I will. The right spelling in the notes. And then you can also find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the best place to find me these days. And I'm just consolidating those channels. So jessservion.com and jessservion on LinkedIn. Love it. Love it. Jess, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for teaching us how to open our hearts and, and minds to thinking differently this season. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Val. All right, class, make sure you're subscribed to e-commerce marketing school and huge favor. If you hear an episode you love, please take two minutes to leave a review. With Privy, anyone can be a marketer. Simple, intuitive email and SMS marketing that drives real results without the complexity. And before I go, a special shout out to Triple Whale. E-commerce marketing school is now part of the Triple Whale podcast network. Triple Whale helps you easily manage and automate analytics, attribution, merchandising, forecasting, and more in the palm of your hand. Check them out by scheduling a demo today.